okay, what is the outcome that I'm looking for? How am I defining success? How am I measuring success? How will I know if I have arrived? This is why a focus is so important. It is difficult to do this at the level of depth that's necessary when you're trying to do too much. Yes, ma'am, several seats need to be had. Stop doing too much. If you're trying to run four different businesses and ain't none of them making money, I'm gonna need you to just focus on one. Great day, great day. You are listening to the Jerisha Said Podcast, episode 76. Having the courage to start your own business and actually sell your consulting services online can be tough. Look, it may not be easy, but it can be simple. In each episode, we take a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain a solid understanding of what's required to serve your clients, sell your services, and scale your consulting business online. All you have to do is listen to what Jerisha said. So if you are ready for a transparent, I'm talking all the way real, edge snatching strategies, grab your castor oil and keep listening. I am your host, former engineer, turned online high ticket sales coach, Jerisha Hawk. Today's episode was brought to you by Acuity Scheduling. Meet the personal assistant for your schedule, only better. That works 24-7 behind the scenes to fill your calendar and take work off your plate. From the moment clients book with you, Acuity is there to automatically send branded and customized booking confirmations, deliver text reminders, and it also lets clients reschedule on their own and process payments so your day-to-day runs smoother even as your business gets busier. All you need to do is just show up at the right time and visit acuityscheduling.com backslash Hawk Hustle to get your free 45-day trial right now. Visit acuityscheduling.com backslash Hawk Hustle to get your free trial today. Today, we're going to be talking about accountability. And I think this is really, really important. I was on, um, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend yesterday. We were talking about dating though. Um, And I'm not sure, ladies, If you've ever ran into this issue or fellas, you might have ran into this issue as well, where you're talking to your partner, um, your, you know, your partner has communicated expectations that they, you know, say that you should be able to rely on them on. And then, you know, maybe it comes down to the wire and you're actually having to hold them accountable to those expectations. And maybe you get some backlash like. Well, why are you always on my head? You always checking me for this or that. And it's like, bro, I'm not checking you. Or sis, I'm not checking you. I'm actually just holding you accountable to the expectations that you had set. And this is not me being mean. This is not me being hurtful. This is not me being any of those things. This is is what accountability looks like. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been in that situation before. Um, With a partner, maybe with a child, with whatever. Like, why are you always on my neck? It's like, well, am I on your neck? And like... Where's the difference between am I, am I on your neck or am I holding you accountable? And that's really what triggered this conversation today, because I think oftentimes if you're in a position right now in your business where you're not getting the results that you want, or maybe you are um, somebody on somebody else's team and you're not progressing, getting promoted as fast as you want, there's probably a disconnect between your actions and you and your level of accountability. And so this, you know, we always talk about snatching edges here on the Hawk Hustle Morning Show. Edges probably will get snatched today 
because I think there's really um, some importance that we have to take more self-accountability for our own actions and realize that you are accountable to your own success um, and that there's a level of excuses that we need to just cut out so we can start achieving the results that we want in our business. Um, I think one of the biggest ways that this showcases itself, and this is something that if you're in services that sell, this is what we're going to actually talk about today at the kickoff of our coaching call is your level of decision-making and why you may be hesitant or slow to make decisions in your business. And it's because you're making excuses out of fear. And this is you not exercising a level of accountability that is necessary for you to be successful, right? And this is a mouthful, but like if anybody here is just constantly making excuses for their situation, constantly making excuses for their partner, constantly making excuses for whatever um, situation that they are in and, and, and as a reason as to why they're not getting the results they want, I want you to lean in. I want you to gather yourself as we embark on this on, on this episode today, okay? I mean, we're going to get gathered. We're going to get gathered and delivered, okay? Can we get a, can we get an amen on that? So um, as you guys are popping on, feel free to say, hey, I see Monique is on. Monique said, girl, I just bought a new wig. Snatch away. Um, I see Yolanda, Jasmine, uh, Camille, Sugar and Money, Erica, Candice, Anita. I hope, I hope you guys are doing well. Hey, Monica, Sydney. Um, but I want us to really talk about this, and we are going to talk about this today. So as always, I did some research um, so I think it is important for me to share my perspective, but also see what other data and facts exist out there. So some of what I'm going to be sharing with you guys um, are from some articles I read on the Harvard Business Review. And the first thing I want us to actually make sure that we understand is how do we define accountability? Because I think um, as we're going through and building out our businesses, we have to make sure that we are holding ourselves accountable through every action that we take and that we're not allowing excuses to be the thing that derails us from our success. So accountability, let me Google this real quick. Um, how we define this, make sure that we're all on the same starting line here is, and so this is how um, Webster's dictionary is defining accountability. Okay. This is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility for to or, or to account for one's actions. So there's an obligation. This is something that you are obligated to do, especially if you're a business owner. That means if you're a business owner, that means you're a leader. Even if you're still working a nine to five, you are the business. Your job right now is just your largest client. There's a level of obligation or willingness. You have to be willing to accept responsibility. So I think that's the very first step. When people say that I want to start a business or, um, you know, Jay, I don't like working for other people. A lot of the time I want us to, very, to first course correct. Why do you say that you don't like working for other people? Well, I don't want somebody on my head. I don't want somebody telling me what I need to be doing when I need to be doing it. If those are the type of responses that come out of your mouth, let's really check what's going on here. Is it that you don't like working for somebody and you don't like taking direction? Or is it that the reality is you don't like being held accountable for your actions and for the deliverables that you're supposed to be um, reporting out on? Questions that need answers. So I think it's really important for us to evaluate that. Like 
saying that you want to start your own business or saying that you want to go full time in your business requires a very, very, very high level of accountability. And the thing with running your own business and being successful running your own business is that you are the one now responsible to hold yourself accountable. There is no boss that's going to be showing up telling you what to do. There is no manager telling you what your your next quarter goals are. There is no um, senior level leadership team telling you the strategy of the business and rolling out these objectives to you. There is no job description like there. Those things don't exist. And if you are not holding yourself accountable to the goals that you set, making sure that you're not just, you know, making fluffy goals that keep you safe, but you're setting goals that are concrete and clear, um, making sure that you're obligated, you're holding yourself and accepting responsibility for your actions or your lack of actions. These things are important and are necessary. Like, and it's a non-negotiable. So if, so if you're right now in a nine to five and you're saying, I don't want to work here because of what I just stated, like, I want us to really check, is that the real reason or is it because you don't like being held accountable? And if that is the reality of your situation, like you're going to be in for a very rude awakening when you get into business. So like that's, and I know, I already know, like, I know we're going to ruffle some feathers on this live stream, but this is a necessary message that needs to be heard loud and clear. Um, and just know this is all with love. This is with love. This is with love. But we need to be holding ourselves more accountable. So the definition, again, is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. So the first question I really want you to ask yourself is I want you to think about your actions over the course of this year. You know, we're in July of 2019. We are in, embarking on the second half of the year. I want you to really evaluate yourself for the first part here and ask yourself, I mean, this is the step one of you being able to hold yourself accountable and not um, living based off the excuses that you set for yourself is how accountable have you been holding yourself? Have you been um, really exercising this obligation? You know, how willing have you been to accept the responsibility for your actions or lack of actions? How are you accounting for your actions? Like how really, how would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10? One being like straight trash um, and, you know, one being like, you know, that dude, your cousin is dating that we all know she don't need to be with or like, you know, talk about, you know, just just bruh, uh -uh, straight trash. Or are you like worry or 10 being like the absolute best? So an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. How accountable do you feel as if you've been holding yourself this 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 half of the year? Give, like and be honest, like and you lying to yourself at this phase is like you're already going down the, the wrong hole. On a scale of one to ten, how accountable do you feel like you've been? And then when you think about accountability, especially if you're a business owner who has team members, I want you to really think about how accountable have you been holding yourself um, in being a leader for that team, and being a leader for you know, you, you investing in contractors and you investing in um, maybe your first employee or what have you, how accountable are you being to those individuals? A lot of the time people say, well, I hired somebody and they're straight trash. It's like, well, did you set clear expectations? Like, did you outline what success looks like for them? How accountable are you holding yourself as a leader um, to set them up for success? And how accountable are you? And maybe you don't have any team members. Maybe you are the team. How accountable are you holding yourself for your actions to lead you into the direction that you want to go in? 
And like, there's no shade, like there's no like backlash that's going to take place, but we need to understand where we're at so we can understand where we need to move to, but we need to know where we start. So that's the first thing is like understanding that what accountability actually is and exercising some self-honesty um, and being very transparent with yourself and understanding how accountable have I been to the goals that I set for myself at the beginning of this year. Right. And I think that um, as I was doing some research, I think a lot of the time people think of accountability as, well, did I do like, you know, uh, being accountable, saying, well, if I did something wrong, I owned up to it. And or that, um, you know, that, that just something along those lines, like more of it, this like negative thing where if I do wrong, I'm, I'm held accountable if I actually admit to it. And I don't what I what I read in the Harvard Business Review is, and I really like the way that they define accountability from this perspective, and I think this is really relatable if you're a business owner, is accountability is not simply taking the blame when something goes wrong. It's not a confession. Um, accountability is about delivering on a commitment. And I think that's really the key phrase here. Accountability is about delivering on commitment. It's responsibility to an outcome, not just a set of tasks. So I'm going to repeat that again. Accountability is about delivering on a commitment. It's a responsibility to an outcome, not just a set of tasks. And I think this is where many of us, as when we're stepping into business owner, being a business owner and actually treating our business like a real business, not just treating our business like a side hustle, I think this is where we have misalignment. We look at accountability where, well, oh, I, you know, I'm confessing that I did wrong. Like I'm being honest. I, you know, I made a mistake and I'm, I'm owning up to it. That's not the level of accountability that we're talking about for you to be successful as an entrepreneur, successful as a business owner, successful as a leader where your um, business is the primary source of income for your household. Accountability is, is about delivering on a commitment. So when you're evaluating yourself and giving yourself that score through one through 10, does your number change in the sense of how consistent have you been on or how accountable do you feel like you've been to yourself on delivering on the commitments that you made for yourself and this really ties into the uh, episode that we talked about earlier about effective goal planning and goal setting and how specific we need to be with our goals it's hard for you to be accountable um, about delivering on a commitment when you haven't made any commitments to yourself and i think that's really important when you're not setting clear commitments when you're setting these I'm going to call them kosher commitments, these vague commitments, these I want to grow my business commitments, that I want to help all womenpreneurs of the world commitments. Those are not concrete commitments. Those are just big ideas plastered on a poster board. That is not a commitment because it's not something that you can deliver on. And the reason why you can't hold yourself to being accountable to delivering on a commitment is because you set goals that are not commitments. And if you can't deliver on something that's not a commitment, you can't deliver on something that's not clear. So there's no way that you can hold yourself accountable to it because you're setting yourself up for failure. There's no way that you can be disciplined on it because you are not been prepared to be successful. Like, is this resonating? So that's the first piece is accountability is about delivering on a commitment. But you have to make sure that you're setting clear goals that are concrete so that you can even be accountable or like have commitment attached to it. And it's actually something you can deliver on. If it's not something that you can measure, that you can track, then it's not something that you can deliver on. And the second part of this is it's responsibility to an outcome, not just a set of tasks. And I think this is really one of the hardest things 
um, for new business owners to do or when you're stepping into business is because it's a responsibility to an outcome, not a set of tasks. You know, when I was in corporate America, um, and this is really what separates why, and even if you want, if you have no plans of leaving your job, this is probably a huge reason that's holding you back from being promoted is because you're so focused on the day-to-day -day tasks. You're not thinking about the larger outcome, the larger objective, the bigger result that you are really, your tasks are supposed to be lining yourself up for to achieve. And the, if you're not able to see the bigger picture and to be able to articulate how your actions, those set of tasks are contributing to the bottom line of the organization, how are your tasks in alignment with what the strategic goals and objectives are that, you know, and are those tasks the right tasks to get the results that you want? You're never going to get promoted. You're never going to be successful in business. Like you might have a quick win. You might be able to hustle up some quick cash. You might be able to even slide past the six-figure line, but if there's no responsibility to the outcome and you're only focusing on the set list of tasks, I don't see how you're going to be successful in the long term. I don't know anybody who has because you need to be able to, being a business owner and being successful at it, you have to juggle these two aspects. Your ability to know what tasks are the right tasks for you to get the results that you want and also at the same time getting that day-to-day -day stuff done and also being able to manage a longer term vision and making sure that you're on track for that. Is that making sense? So there's a responsibility to the outcome, not just the task. And I know some people are so quick to say, well, Jam over here booked and busy. You about to be like, you're busy. Are you, but are you booked, busy and broke? Like, are you so busy to the point you're overwhelming yourself with this never ending list of tasks? And it's like, well, I keep doing the things, but why am I not hitting the outcome? I'm doing all the things, Jay. I'm doing live streams every day. I'm posting on LinkedIn. I'm over here on Instagram, but I'm still not converting clients. It's like, sis, we have a lack of accountability here because you're not responsible to the outcome right now. You're just holding yourself accountable to this set of tasks. And that's not the level, like your accountability is going to look different from when you're an employee to when you're the CEO. Accountability is if you're now looking at accountability from a different vantage point. You're looking at accountability from a different perspective. And you're having to hold yourself to a higher level of accountability than maybe you've had to hold yourself accountable to for it. Some of you guys have already been in leadership roles where you've been managers, where you've had to make um, you know, decisions on what the objectives are going to be, what the goals are going to be, um, what success looks like. But if you've never had to do that, I think there's a huger, like there's a bigger learning curve when it's your first time doing that for yourself. And I think there's a lot of doubt that comes into place about the decisions that you make and that whole, that now matriculates into excuses that are made and that now also matriculates into lack of accountability. So I really hope that this is resonating as we're breaking this down. And I want us to move into like the, the last part of this segment today. I feel like I'm on like a TV show. Um, it's real quiet. And I hope all of you guys are taking notes on this. Like that this is resonating, that there's a nugget that you were able to grasp out of this. I think this is really important. Like these are foundational soft skills. Um, I'm not sure if you guys listened to Miley Teal's Summer Refresher um, podcast episode recently. And I really think it's, an, I, I love that she did the episode on like how to refresh your hustle and how to really develop some of these soft skills. And I think one of the soft skills that um, as she was going through that episode that she didn't mention, but I think is important is like this level of accountability and what accountability needs to look like for you and how you need to develop that skill set 
as a business owner. Like it is a soft skill that accountability as an employee, when you're an employee, you're responsible for a set of tasks, unless you're in a leadership or management role in your organization. But if you're not, like if you're not responsible for a team or responsible for a department or responsible for an organization, you're responsible. They look at you accountable. Did you do these tasks on this list? And you're not, you can't treat yourself like that when you step into business. You have to treat yourself like the CEO. That CEO is responsible for the projections of the like forecasted projections of where their stock dollar falls. Like they're accountable to their shareholders if it's a publicly traded business. Like you have to treat your business the same way. Like I really do believe that you need to treat your business as if you're running a billion dollar organization. As if you are running a billion dollar organization. I don't care if you don't have to legally produce your profit statements and uh, share your projections, but you still should know what they are. Like you still should be having, you know, one thing I love that we did at my previous companies, we had accountability report. And I think that definitely ties into what we're talking about now. Every year they would put out this um, detailed document that would go to all of our customers. It would go to all of our employees and it would go to all of our shareholders. And we would disclose, have we been accountable to the things that we said that we were going to do for the community? And are we being accountable to the things that we said that we were going to do as an organization? And they spill the tea. They're like, this is where we hit the mark. This is where we did it. This is how we're going to make adjustments. Like they have such clear expectations. And I think that accountability report is something that you can infiltrate into your own organization and make a part of your culture. That you are producing your own accountability report, even if you are your only team member. It's like, how are you holding yourself accountable to the outcomes that you set for yourself? And how are you holding yourself accountable to whether or not you deliver on the commitments you made? So throw some hearts up on the screen if this is resonating for you. Um, Feel free to share this live stream right now if this is resonating with you um, and you feel like somebody else needs to hear this. And the last part of the segment, does anybody wondering, okay, Jay, I get it. Like, I hear you. I understand the concept. How do I hold myself more accountable? Like, what are some actionable steps that I need to take to make sure that I'm being accountable in my business at the level, at this new depth of accountability? Like, what does that look like for me? And can you maybe guide us through that? Is anybody wondering that question? Like, Jay, I hear you. This was an uncomfortable conversation that we had this morning, but like, I, I, I hear you and I want we want to be better. I want to be better. Can you maybe, what are those steps need to look like? So I wanted to talk about uh, how can we aim for, you know, us being able to deliver, deliver on our commitments more consistently. How can we aim on being more disciplined to the decisions that we made? How can we be more accountable to our actions so we can truly set ourselves up to be successful? Okay. The first thing that we, there's really, um, in order for you to deliver on the commitments, there needs to be a heightened level of clarity. Okay. So we're going to talk about really like the five different areas on where you need to have clarity in your decision-making process. And as you're going through to hold yourself accountable, if it's just you, or even if you have a team member, these are some areas that I want us to make sure that we're clear on. Okay. So the first thing is clear expectations. And we've been talking about this a lot recently on the, um, during our episodes, but I think this is so critical because if you don't get this first step down, right, you're like, you're already setting yourself up to be derailed. 
So clear expectations. And what I mean by clear expectations is don't just set some fluffy, mediocre goal. Like I want you to set a goal that is very crystal clear. You know what outcome you're looking for, right? Don't just say, I want to make more money this month. I want to make somewhere between two and $5,000. That is not a clear outcome. It needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable. Like you need to be able to clearly know, yes, I have arrived. Okay. Or no, I have not arrived. Like it needs to be very, so first thing is clear expectations. And what I mean by that is you need to have a very clear outcome. You know how you will measure success. And you, um, you also know how you should like go about achieving the objective. Okay. So clear, clear, clear expectations. Don't just set some little fluffy goal. Don't, don't play with me. Like we are not here swimming in the kiddie pool anymore, guys, ladies and gentlemen, we are not in the kiddie pool anymore. We have elevated. So I need y'all to stop playing on the surface, get out of the shallow end. It is time to go deep. It is time to penetrate. It is time to like play in the Olympic sized pool. You know, I tell my students in services, I sell that all the time because in the first module, we're talking about how to niche down and they keep wanting to niche at surface level. They keep wanting to play shallow. Like, Jay, this is difficult. I have to make decisions I haven't made before. Yeah, girl. Yeah, brother. That's what's required. If you want to make big bucks, okay, if you want to make big bucks, we got to get out the kiddie pool. No more floating around with the floaties. Like, we're going to learn how to swim today. And in order for you to swim effectively, you have to set clear expectations, set clear, measurable goals. You know how like you have thought through, okay, what is the outcome that I'm looking for? How am I defining success? How am I measuring success? How will I know if I have arrived? And I also, like, I, I know how I'm going to go about achieving this objective. This is why I focus is so important. It is difficult to do this at the level of depth that's necessary when you're trying to do too much. Yes, ma'am. Several seats need to be had. Stop doing too much. Stop doing too much. If you're trying to run four different businesses and ain't none of them making money, I'm going to need you to just focus on one. Like, let's build some traction before you start to scale when you don't have nothing to scale. You scale going from zero to zero. That's not scaling. That's not even movement at this point. This episode was brought to you by my premium program, Services That Sell 2.0. Listen, running your own business comes with a lot of challenges. Converting clients does not need to be one of them. Creating content using live video will guarantee that you stand out from your competition. And packaging a high-ticket signature service ensures that you attract those high-end clients. You know, the ones who are ready to invest and eager to do the work. I created a masterclass training sharing the proven framework that hundreds of coaches and consultants have used to grow an audience of qualified leads rather than a list of lurkers. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop to register for my next training on how to enroll high ticket clients consistently. Learn the proven strategy and simple process I teach inside of my premium program, Services That Sell 2.0. And let me tell you, it really does work. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop today. So in order for you to do this level of depth and to go and to hold yourself at the level of accountability that's required for your actions to actually add up, 
to anything, you have to focus. And like, you shouldn't be trying to do this for 15 million different things. I want you to focus on one thing. So clear expectations. Um, And a lot of this, like, I want you to also realize that all of these answers don't need to come from you. It's really important. This is why having a team, investing in a team, having an advisory board, um, collaborating with other people, they can help you fill these gaps. But these are the gaps that we need to have filled, okay? So first thing, clear expectations. The second thing that we need to have clarity on is your capability. And we're going to do capability, and I'm going to also infuse capacity into that. Okay, and what I mean by that, this kind of goes back to focus and what I was just saying a minute ago. If you have got to understand how stretched is your current bandwidth, what does your current bandwidth look like? If you are already at capacity with life, with building a nine to five, well, with I mean, at your nine to five and you're trying to build a business, you only have so much more capacity. You only have so much more bandwidth before that, before you snap. So if you are not clear about what your capacity is, you are going to have, you need to be, that's one thing you need to be clear about. How much more can I actually do? And I'm not saying that you you shouldn't be killing yourself through this process. You will have to make some short-term sacrifices. Like that's a given, but like you shouldn't be having to like kill yourself through this process. And if you feel like you are killing yourself, you probably have too much on your plate. Like you have got to become the queen or the king of like, no, period. With the T. No, I'm not able to do that right now. My bandwidth does not allow that for me. I don't have capacity for this. I'm the quickest one to say that to somebody. I don't right now, that sounds like a great idea. That's a great opportunity, but my bandwidth right now does not afford me that to um to embark on that opportunity with you right now. I'm so quick to tell somebody that. So quick. Like, oh, uh, Jay, I'm short this month on rent. Dang, bro, that's tough. My cash flow isn't at capacity to be able to support you right now. I can maybe teach you some skills on how to go make some money, but I can't give you mine. Or like somebody's inviting you to go out when you know good and well you need to be in. Like, sis, you don't need to go to that Sunday, that Saturday brunch. We don't need to turn up at 11 in the afternoon. You need to be investing in your business. The way my goals are set up right now, bro, I'm not going to be able to make the brunch. Like, I just don't have capacity for it. I need you to start dishing that out with the quickness. Like I don't have capacity for that or I only have capacity for the things that I said that I I told myself I'm going to be committed to this year and going to Saturday brunch and spending $90 once a week on a meal that like the brother's not even fine when we get there. Like there's no cuties in the building. The food was mediocre and the mimosas didn't have enough champagne in it. Like, no, no, I don't have capacity for that. So you need to have clear understanding of what your capacity is and what your capability is. Where do you need to be saying yes? Where do you need to be saying not right now? And I'm not saying that you can never go to brunch again. Like I'm not saying never indulge, but like if it is not, if it is not getting you closer to your goals, it's pulling you away from them. And like, we really need to start looking at things that definitively, is it moving me forward or pushing me back? We're not staying at a standstill. Again, we're getting out of the shallow end of the kiddie pool where we're moving floaties. We're not just trying to float. Okay. We are trying like we're trying to do to be better, to go deeper, to have better results. Okay. So clear capacity, clear capability. And also in the capability piece, you need to understand like what skills do you need to meet these expectations that you set? 
I'm really big on don't just plan the outcome, plan the process. What are the things that you need to be equipped with during this process to meet the expectations that you set for yourself so you can hold yourself accountable to the commitments you've made? What resources do you need? What people do you need? What community do you need? Right? Like, I think it's so important on this piece. So many of us don't have this entrepreneurial community, like in our back pocket. So we need to be in community with other people who are doing what we are doing. Right? So they can be infiltrating our mindset, helping us believe bigger, helping us think differently. Right? If all you got is Pookie and Ray Ray telling you, like, why this ain't going to work? Over here telling you that managing your money is dumb. Like, bro, why are you making investments? Why are you saving? We might die tomorrow. Like, bro, I'm trying to get out the hood. I know that that's a reality and a story that we told ourselves to get here, but that's not the story that's going to get me to where I want to go. That's not how I want my book to end. That's not how I want to manage my money. That's not how I want to live my life. So clear capability and capacity, I want you to think about that at a micro and a macro level, okay? And also realizing that you need to stop trying to do everything on your own. I know you've been Miss Independent or Mr. Independent on your life. I understand that you are probably the breadwinner in your household. I understand that you are probably the golden child of your generation. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it that many of us weren't raised by our parents. We have been instilled from such a survival level where we've had to be independent on our own. So then we show up that exact same way in our business. Well, no, I got this. I can't depend on nobody. I can't hire nobody. I can't invest in nobody because the people that were supposed to be there in my life weren't. How is this person about to pay about the show for me? We need to adjust our mindset on that. Like we are team new friends. I love Drake, but we're going to divert from that line. Team new friends and team that, yes, those stories that got me here, I'm still going to act with a sense of discernment, but I'm still going to make the decisions that even though they make me uncomfortable, I'm going to invest in other people. I'm going to invest in building healthy relationships. I'm going to invest in coaching and community that will set me up to be successful. Because I understand what clear capacity is and I understand what clear capability is. And I know that this is what I need to be successful. So that's step two. I know we spent some time on number two, but I want us to just like, we need to think about that micro macro in, in internally and externally. Okay. Let me know that like, y'all are good so far. We got three more to go through. I just want to make sure y'all are good. We still riding out. So the third level of clarity that we need to have is around measurement clear measurement. And I think, um, I'm not sure about you guys, but I think this is one that's a bit more difficult to do, um, is how do we measure what success looks like here? How do we measure whether or not we're actually moving versus just I'm running on a treadmill, I'm sweating, I'm tired, but I'm not getting anywhere. This one's a bit more difficult, and I definitely think this is a skill that you will learn over time. You will be like, you will acquire this skill set over time. You will invest in other people who are better at this skill set than you so they can help you fill this gap. But it's really how do you measure success? And I think that measuring success is important on all fronts. Like, um, like even measuring success and what does a what does success look like here when from somebody completing this task? What does success look like here on the goals and objectives that we set? Like you need to be very clear about how you're measuring what success looks like so there are no surprises, right? 
And one thing I thought was interesting in the Harvard Business Review about setting clear measurements and clear expectations, one thing they said is that sometimes um, the surprise of failure is because a person who should be delivering is afraid to ask for help. I didn't say that Harvard Business Review did. And I know that's a huge disconnect for most people. The reason why they're failing to achieve their goals on a consistent basis or the reason why you've been building your business for the last eight years, but you still are making less than $10,000 a year in your business is because you're afraid to ask for help. So it comes from, um, and, and sometimes it comes from just naive, like being naive, having premature optimism is how Harvard Business Review, Harvard Business Review defined it. Like you have premature optimism, like, oh, I can do all of this. whoop de whoop de whoop And it's like, oh, whoa, okay. I set this goal. I ain't really know. I ain't really know how deep the pool's about to be. <laughs> okay, I wasn't all right, all right. We going all right. I wasn't necessarily ready for that. Um, that's not the time to get out the pool. But like that is the time to be like wave down like Coast Guard and be like, hey, yo. <laughs> I know I started swimming and said I was going to get across the ocean, but, bro, I didn't realize it was that far. Uh, can you help a sister out? Can you throw me a lifeline? Like, can you wheel me in, brother? Wheel, you know, reel me in. That is okay. Like, sometimes your measurement gauge is going to be off. Sometimes you might be measuring success using the wrong tool um, or having the wrong measurement. But, like, throw that hand up. Like, hey, yo, um... You know, I know I can't do war with like bow and arrows, but bro, I need an AK to finish this out. Ask for some help. Ask for help. Like your fear of asking for help is not serving you in any capacity. In not any capacity is your fear of asking for help serving you. Right? So like if we are going to be committed to being accountable to our success, we have to also be committed to doing the things that make us uncomfortable and making sure that we are evaluating our decision criteria on is me saying yes to this or me saying no to this, is this in best service of my future, the future version of myself? And that should be like one of your core criteria. Is this going to be in service of where I need to be? The decision I'm about to make, is this going to be in service of the goals that I want to meet, the commitments that I made for myself? And like set clear measurements. I know on my Instagram stories, I've been kind of showing you guys some behind the scenes on um, how we set goals and objectives in my business. I really recommend reading this book called Traction. Um, I think it's a phenomenal book, regardless of where you're at in your organization or how big your organization is. But you need to set clear measurements, like set a big goal for your yearly goals. And then you need to start breaking those bad boys down. What are the objective targets? What are the measurable milestones? Like, what are these um, quarterly objectives? What are the weekly goals that I need to be setting? And I'm not saying you don't need to have some like dumb long list. You know, every quarter, I don't know who the author of Traction is. Just Google Traction. It will come up. Um, but uh, like, you know, inside of our business and, you know, I've, I'm okay at this. You know, I invested. Hey, I reached for a lifeline. I hired um, our general business manager who is a beast at being an integrator and a beast at helping us build traction in our business, right? So like, you know, you may be the one that has to do this for the, in the beginning, but like when you can, this is something that you can outsource. And this is something that I didn't, like I didn't, I've been knowing I need it for a while, but I've been afraid to ask for help. I have been. 
and I'm probably like six months to like nine months late on making that hire. I am. But you know what? Jay moved it. I still did it. It took me a little bit longer, which I do think could have accounted for um, our, our success trajectory over the past year. Like, do I think we could have gone farther faster? Probably. Um, but like, you know, I'm human. You're human. We, we run into that. But like when you have clear measurements, if you're not capable of setting clear measurements for yourself, one, it is a skill set that you do need to acquire. Um, but like as you continue to grow into something that can be outsourced and you can bring somebody in who is better than you at that. So you, so those are some things uh, that's really, really important about having clear measurement. Okay. Step four is clear feedback. Clear, 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 clear feedback. This is honest, opening, and ongoing feedback is critical and crucial to your success. So what I mean by clear feedback, how can you get this when you're a one-person organization? I know somebody's thinking that. Well, Jay, it's just me. I, I got. Don't go talk to your husband who don't know. Well, you can talk to your spouse. Don't get me wrong. You can talk to your partner about your business. But I would be, if they know nothing about running their own business, I would listen to their feedback. I would not necessarily apply all of their feedback. Don't go to your cousin or go to your grandma or go to your mama who has never ran a business a day in their life and ask them for feedback. Um, don't be creeping into other people's Facebook groups asking for feedback on your business when they know they have no context of who you are, who your audience is, because they're not going to give you feedback. Like, they may be able to give you feedback to a degree, but you still need to like screen and discern the heck out of that feedback because if they don't know your business, if they don't know the objective that you're trying to accomplish, if they don't know what your goals are, the feedback they may be giving you may be leaving you straight down the hill. And we just going to go there. You need to find somebody like, unless you have a partner who gets it, unless you have a partner who gets it, um, don't be talking to your little girlfriends and your little, your little friends out here in these streets that you kick it with and go to brunch with on Saturday who they ain't got no goals and objectives, okay? Don't be asking them for feedback on your business. Don't do it. Because they're, they're, if anything, that's where um, sometimes, and I'm not sure if this has ever happened to you, but if you ask the wrong person for feedback, they will project their fear on you, and then like that'll get you a little shaky. We don't want that. You're already shaky enough by yourself. I don't need you to be eliciting um, and soliciting anybody else offering you feedback that's going to make you either feel more unstable than you already feel. Okay? But, uh, 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 uh. And you'll be like, when I know somebody's thinking, well, Jay, I don't have any business friends in my media circle. You need to make some new friends. But Jay, I don't know who to really go to ask for for feedback. Sis, I'm going to need you to hire a coach or a consultant. Like, Jay, I, I just... I need like some business besties and like you be trying to solicit business besties. One, they're not even good besties. Like, like we haven't even evaluated the level of friendship criteria yet. And then you want to throw in the business bestie. If they've been talking about their business longer than you have, if they are not hitting any of their goals and objectives for the business that they're also building, if they just over here womp, womp, womping, talking about what they going to do, what they could have done, what they should have done, that is not a business bestie. That is not. That is not, okay? I'm gonna need you to leave that business boo-boo. Hit them up on, maybe once a Sunday, one Sunday a month. 
Go to hang with them if you need to, but that's not who you should be getting feedback from. You have got to be getting consistent and clear feedback. So, like, you need to be getting feedback from somebody who knows where you're trying to go, who's maybe already been where you're trying to be. Get feedback from somebody who knows what the heck they're talking about, is qualified to give you the feedback. Like, so is that person you're asking, is the person you're asking feedback from, are they delivering on their commitments? If the answer is no, I wouldn't be asking them for feedback. If the person you're asking for feedback from, are they working well with their key stakeholders? Are they working well with their team members? Are they working well with the clients that they have? If not, be cautious of the feedback. Like this, guys, this is important stuff. This is important stuff. And if you are not getting feedback on a regular basis, I mean weekly, daily, monthly, your success, it'll be difficult for you. None of us are meant to build a business by ourselves. Like that's why every successful organization, there are multiple levels of feedback. They're getting feedback from customers. They're getting feedback within their department. They're getting feedback from their leadership team. They're getting feedback from their C-suite. They're getting feedback from their advisory board. They're getting feedback from their shareholders. Like feedback is being fed on the daily. And if you are running a business as a solopreneur and it is just you right now, like this is why I'm so big on investing in programs that have community because you can at least get feedback from people who are also going after the same goal as you. And you can get feedback from your advisory person who was the coach or the consultant who created the program in the first place. So clear feedback is critical. And then the fifth step are clear consequences. And this is the one people be wanting to skip over. Like, you know, y'all might do one through four pretty solid. The fifth one, the clear consequences, people don't be wanting to have it. Mm-mm. Because this really goes into understanding what are the consequences of you taking action? What are the consequences if you don't take action? What is the potential return on my investment if I do this? How much money am I losing? Am I not making if I don't do this? You got to be clear both ways. And I, I love that um, this, again, this is a quote from Harvard Business Review. It says, if you've been clear in all of the above ways, right, that we've already talked about, you can be reasonably sure that you did what's necessary to support the performance that's needed for you to be successful. So at this point, as far as clear consequences, there are three choices, repeat, reward, or release. And I love the way they said that. Either you can repeat what you've already done because it's a good consequence. You, you did something, it worked out well. The consequence is you get to repeat it. The second consequence is you get to reward the action. Like, I, well, I think maybe repeat might mean um, maybe you were able to get some traction, but it wasn't good enough yet. So you need to, just need to keep doing it over and over and over again until you get good at it. So, okay, we're moving. Okay, we need to do it again and like nail it. We need to do it again to nail it. Like we're getting there, but we're not there yet. Repeat it. Um, reward it, meaning that like, okay, We've made it. Um, gold stars for everybody today. Starbucks on sis, right? Reward it or release it. Meaning like, bro, we need to stop doing this. Okay? We got to let it go. So repeat the steps above. They feel as if there, if there's still lack of clarity in your system. Repeat one through four until you get it down. 
If a person succeeded, reward them appropriately. Reward yourself appropriately. Like, I think this is so important, especially as a solopreneur, is are you rewarding yourself for the things that you do? Are you counting your wins? Are you celebrating your wins? The micro wins and the big ones. Like, you know, I, I'm really big on like, you should reward yourself. Whether that's taking, giving yourself a treat, going on a spa day, um, taking a day off, like reward yourself or release it. In this sense, if it's not a good fit, let it go. Change roles, find something new, fire someone, hire someone, switch it up. But these five things are really the building blocks of a culture of accountability. And I don't care if you're a one person organization, you still have a culture within yourself. You need to understand, are these our values? Are these things that I'm going to be committed to as an individual? If I'm not accountable to these things, how the heck am I going to hire a team? You're not ready to hire a team. If you're not accountable to yourself, setting clear commitments for yourself, measuring your success, having clear expectations, um, getting clear, consistent feedback, how the heck do you feel as if you're ready to hire a team? And that's part of your growth trajectory. So you need to be exercising these things as an individual and soliciting team um, in a different way. Maybe they're not your employees, maybe they're not your contractors, but maybe it's a coach or a course or a community that you've invested in. Um, these are things that are really, really important. So I really hope that this resonated with you. Like, this was a lot, this was like a meaty episode. Um, this was meaty, I know that it was, but like this is so critically important for your long-term success. And I think it's also important like, when you invest in someone, you know, we talk about that clear feedback, honest, open, ongoing feedback is critical on how critical it is. I know, I know I'm, I'm just um, giving y'all a, a preface, but I know some of you guys are already in services that sell. Some of you guys will be working with us soon. Um, expect that, you know, just like I snatch edges on these free live streams, best believe wigs get snatched off inside of the members only area. And that's because I want you to win. Some people will ask for a refund. Jay, this was too real for me. Like the honest was too, was too real. Like, ah, Jay, I can't, I don't want, I don't want you to hold this accountable. I know I want accountability, but sis, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for it. It's okay for you to feel uncomfortable. And like, you may not like me at moments. You may not like my team at moments, but just know everything that we do, we're doing to set you up to be successful. Because at the end of the day, we have a no student left behind policy and we want you to win. I want you to win. I want you to make more money. I want you to help more people. I want to gather you, get you together so you can get your stuff together and in order. And like, just know it's not for the faint of heart because running a business is not for the faint of heart. Like running the, like, and you may not have it all together. Grace will be given. Grace will be given. And I'm going to need grace, too, because sometimes I need it. Sometimes I'll be going too far. And it's like, ooh, maybe they wasn't ready for all that yet. Jay, you dishing out too much. Like, start with a small plate. They're not ready for the entree. But, like, this is what's required. Like, I want you to win. Like, the biggest thing that brings me the most joy is seeing you winning, you hitting your goals, you accomplishing your objectives, you holding yourself accountable to the things that you said you were going to hold yourself accountable to, you helping more people with the skill set that you have. Um, this is really how I think we have this ripple effect in the kingdom, a ripple effect of results. When you're obedient to the obligation that you set for yourself, you are holding other people like you're being a blessing for somebody else. You're the prayer answered for somebody else. Like, so we got to do better.
And in order for us to happen, these things need to take place. No more excuses. We need to be accountable for our own success. We need to make sure that we are doing our due diligence on these five areas of clarity um, criteria that we laid out today. I really hope this resonated, y'all. So as always, if this was helpful for you, please share this. Tag your girlfriend in it. Tag your homeboy in it. Um, share this video on your timeline. Share this in your stories. Because I think this was, this was a word today. Like, this was a whole, this was a whole word. Like, we got gathered, collected. It's only Tuesday. Like, you know, um, the holiday weekend is coming up. Maybe you have an extra day to work through this on one of the goals that you've set. Like, okay, let me break down just one of the goals, that, one of the commitments I made for myself based on this five levels of criteria. Do that this weekend. Um, but share with me, I always like to know what was the number one thing that you were able to take away? What was a lesson that you learned out of this live stream? What is one thing that you're excited to implement? Um, and share that with me in your timeline. Share that with me in your stories. Share that in the comments. Um, and like I said, share this video. Like We know here we're not just about motivation. We're about moving. We want to move that needle. So it, what's required for you to move the needle, I need you to get in motion. Okay? Part of motion is making a commitment, sharing what worked for you so you can cement that in. And yeah, so screenshot this, tag me on stories, share the video. Um, and if some of y'all want to get the heat on like a more daily consistent basis, join my free Facebook group. Um, it is filled with coaches and consultants and freelancers who have amazing, amazing skill sets, but they haven't yet, um, or they're in the process of packaging their service and selling a high ticket offer. So you can visit jerishahoff.com backslash join to do that. Um, it's free Facebook group. We are very active and lively in there. Um, if you like this honest conversation, it's a great place to be. And it's a great place to meet other people who are like also about this life. Because um, everybody's not about this life. But if you want to meet some other people who are about this life, there's like 1,800 of them in that Facebook group. And it's a very, very active group. So we would love for you to join us there, jerishahawk.com backslash join, and I will talk to you guys soon. Hey there, Hawk Hustler. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you are ready to turn your side hustle selling services into a profitable online coaching or consulting business, visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop. Within just one hour of this free masterclass, yes, free 99, you will have a proven framework to convert not just better clients, but more clients who are willing to pay top dollar consistently. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop and I will see you there.